0: Welcome to the Weight Loss for Nurses podcast, where nurses come to learn how to lose weight for good by ending the BS cycle. So if you are a busy, stressed out nurse, and no matter what you do to lose weight, nothing is working, then you are in the right place. Each week, I will show you how I lost 100 pounds, but more importantly, I will show you how you can be able to enjoy your job and your life. So let's get started. Welcome. I am so excited to talk to you today about a subject that's a little controversial. And I want you to just listen with an open mind. And then at the end, you decide where you are. Are you, you know, have this food addiction? Or is it that you just haven't known and learned how to cope with life, with stressors, with everything, because that's where I was. I went from food to alcohol to needing attention to living my life without any of that and being happy and that's why I want to talk to you today because I want you to see a different perspective and then you make the decision because right now you are believing that you have this addiction this food addiction this carb addiction this sugar addiction whatever addiction you're calling it but is it really helping you and that's what I want you to see. So there's a little caveat here. What I want to say is I'm not a therapist. I'm not going to be telling you, you know, stop it. Like stop drinking. You don't have a problem. It's just all in your head. And for some, yes, that's the way it is in our head, meaning we just don't know what to do with our thoughts and our feelings. But some people actually do have a true addiction. So if you do, after listening, like, and you feel this is you, that you do have a true addiction, then please get some help. Talk to your doctor, a therapist, whatever you need. But this episode is for the people that are just not sure. Do I? Don't I? And this is for you to find out where do you stand so the reason why I wanted to share this with you today and talk about it is because I read a post. I'm going to read it to you. I read this post on in one of um, in a Facebook uh, group that's on weight loss. So this, this lady wrote in, uh, she, this is what she wrote in. She wrote, my partner pissed me off so much today that driving home, I couldn't not think about the cupcakes that were in the backseat. It was like an alcoholic wanting that drink to take the edge off and to say do not and and that's to say do not let someone tell you food addiction is not real. We struggle every day and I am exhausted. And why like that post just hit me it resonated with me because I believed that to be true many years ago. Like I did believe there was something wrong with me that I had an addiction. but I didn't. What happened was is in my life, I was taught that. You know, food was used to feel better, right? So, for example, that woman has been pissed her off. She, you know, didn't like that, and she then related it to that it's a food addiction. I have no control. The cupcakes were calling my name, and yeah, that's that's true. The cupcakes were calling her name. But it wasn't because of a food addiction, like, I'm taking it from me. So for me, if that happened, I thought I had that addiction, like I was saying, but guess what, it wasn't that it was, you know, I just didn't know, again, I say it over and over, I didn't know what else to do. And I blamed it on the circumstances for why I needed to eat, because I had no control right? The food had all the control over me. There were times where, you know, I would go to work and my boss gave me another, cl- another patient. And all I kept thinking is, oh my goodness, like I can't handle this. My, my workload's heavy enough as it is. What am I going to do? And then what happened at the end of the day, after work, I get home and I would binge. I would lose control thinking, well, I'm an addict. I can't stop. So these are the things we tell ourselves, but are they actually really helping you? That's what I want you to really consider. Because like I went from, you know, food, I have this food addiction, this sugar addiction, whatever it is. So then, you know, I stopped, stopped the turning to food. And what happened was, is because I didn't know what else to do in those moments, Wine became my friend. Wine was my friend. So then I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm an alcoholic. And the thing was, I wasn't drinking to get drunk, but every night I'd have one or two glasses of wine. And I'm like, well, this is wrong. Like, it's so wrong. I'm an an alcoholic. I've got to do something about it. And I ended up seeing this post where somebody posted something and it resonated. Oh, yeah, maybe I have an addiction. So guess what? I stopped and, you know, now I look back going, I didn't have an addiction because I stopped with no problem. But what happened was I stopped, you know, I, so how this all worked was first I went to Overeaters Anonymous. Didn't really do anything for me. Didn't resonate. I just didn't, I just didn't work for me. Then I went to Alcoholics Anonymous. So when I saw that post, that's when I saw, hey, I've never thought of this. Let's go. So, stopped cold turkey not a problem didn't have withdrawals because I wasn't really drinking much but it was enough that I didn't like it so I went to Alcoholics Anonymous I went for 14 months I went to to meetings for 14 months and in those 14 months In the beginning, what ended up happening? When I remember, I took food away, turned to alcohol, turned to my wine, turned take the wine away, and I couldn't have my food because I didn't want to gain weight. Because remember, I had lost this hundred pounds by then. This is my journey. So, what did I do? I needed something to help me feel better. So, I turned to needing like um, validation. I needed, you know, and that ended up being an unhealthy situation with my mentor at, or my sponsor, you call them, at Alcoholics Anonymous. I was in a vulnerable position and he didn't know how to deal with me needing attention because I didn't know what else to do. And I, I felt like I, I just, I needed something to feel better And so nothing fully happened, but yet we were just getting too chummy chummy, like it just was too much. And then he's tried to overstep the boundaries of wanting a little more. And in that moment, because I was married, I am married. In that moment, I realized, no, that's not where I'm wanting to go. And that's where, as I was going through this, I was working on myself still, and I realized, I'm just transferring from food to alcohol to somebody else. All of it was just all about me needing to feel better about my stress, about my busyness, about myself. So while I was going through this, I was working on myself. And I actually really came to the the point where I figured out how to be with how I'm feeling so that I wasn't feeling so much discomfort. But when the discomfort came up and I allowed it to be there, then I could go to what's going on inside my brain. What am I thinking? And that's where it all shifted. That's where I left Alcoholics Anonymous. I didn't drink for quite a while after that because I didn't need anything to feel better. I was living my life. I was keeping that 100 pounds off. I was doing things to feel better from inside of me, how I chose to feel, how I chose to think. That's what made the difference. And then I went back to drinking, like I have wine here and there, just like my food. I have, you know, um my chips once in a while, or my ice cream once in a while. There's nothing wrong with having those if we're not using them to help us cope and feel better, using them as a distraction, helping us to avoid, numb out, do all that. So that's why I want you to really look at and listen to this. Is it that I'm telling myself I'm an addict because of, I just don't know what else to do, or do I actually have like addiction problems, like the imbalance in me that create, that causes me to to need that alcohol. There's two two sides to this. And I know a lot of people are no, 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 but literally it really is about like, what story are you telling yourself? If you're telling yourself a story that you are an addict, that there's something wrong with you, that's your thought, how is it making you feel? To me, it made me feel hopeless, made me feel um, ashamed, embarrassed. And from that place, yeah, you can make changes for a short time, but it's not long-lasting. That's why we have to really pay attention to what story are we telling if this addiction is created from those thoughts we're having, from the story we're having. So you're probably saying, okay, well, now what do I do? Now I realize, okay, I I am not addicted. I just need to figure out like, what else do I do? What else do I cope with all that's going on? And the first thing is you just have to be kind and gentle to yourself when these thoughts are coming up. Just pay attention to them acknowledge them going, it's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with you when you're having thoughts and feelings and you've not known what to do with them. Like really just honoring yourself for having them because they're there. They're not wrong. They're not bad. How you're feeling isn't wrong, isn't bad. But then how do you want to feel? Like really allowing that feeling But what else? Like there's a different perspective in things. That's why I say, what story do you want to tell? What feeling else do you want? Because those thoughts that you think are so real and true, if they're bringing up emotion, they're just a thought. And thoughts can be changed. You have a choice. You can think whatever you want. Nobody can make you think a way that they want. So that's the good news. It's your thoughts. What do you want to choose? And I'm not saying that, you know, you think these rainbow and daisy thoughts to make it all better and go away. No, just what's one more thing that you can say to yourself that makes you feel just a little better? So it could be, I'm not an addict. I just don't know what else to do in these moments that to me made me feel a little more hopeful. And from that place, I got curious. And that's the next thing is just get curious. That's why I say, listen to this, what I'm talking about, and get curious, like really curious, become a scientist on what's going on underneath the surface. Because that's where all this is coming from is the back of your brain. Your brain is like our brains are so wired for the negative, for the bad to be on the lookout. We have to practice and be really conscientious of bringing out a little bit better, a positive. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can do it. You've done these things before. You've shifted in other ways. This is just one other. So if you are really struggling with Am I am I addicted to food? Am I addicted to sugar? Am I like addicted to carbs? Whatever addiction you think you have and you're really struggling with with like what do I do? Then please reach out to me. Reach out and book a call. And on the call, I will help you. Like we'll really explore what's going on underneath the surface because There is this iceberg, and I talk about the iceberg a lot, but we see the tip above the surface, right? But underneath the surface, that iceberg is huge, and that's our thoughts and feelings underneath the surface. And if we don't work on that, we don't manage them, we don't shift them, like first is awareness. If we don't do that... It doesn't matter whatever we do above the surface, the changing what we eat, the exercising more, that doesn't matter. We're not going to make changes. We're not going to lose weight. We're not going to stop this food addiction if this isn't what we work on underneath. So if you're really wanting help on this, then please reach out to me. If you're listening on the podcast, then please, you can go to my website. And on my website, KarenShibble.com, there is a link in. Um, under there, book a call. And book a call is—it's like I'm not going to go anywhere other than helping you. There's no pressure. There's no obligation. And if you're listening on YouTube, then please subscribe down below and hit the bell to know when I'm on again. And in the in the link down below in the description, I'll put a link to book a free call. So please don't struggle. You don't have to struggle in your own. Like. I felt so alone for so long in this struggle with my weight and with food. And when I turned to a group, and it wasn't the OA, it was another group. That's what helped me figure all this out and shift shift to leading the life like that I have, I have such freedom. Like, do you imagine not having your brain filled with thoughts of food or alcohol or, or shopping or scrolling on social media, like your whole brain consumed all day with that. For me, that's the way I was. And now I've got the freedom, I've got the mental capacity now to think about other things. That Is just on the side that's there, but I don't think about it every minute of the day like I used to. And you can too. And also, when we shift all this inner self, the thoughts and the feelings, we get to actually enjoy our job and our life. And for me, that was the most incredible thing. And then weight loss just became part of that journey. So I hope this is helpful. Please reach out if you need that help. You're not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. Please, if you take anything from this, there is nothing wrong with you. Just give yourself some love and compassion. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Weight Loss for Nurses podcast, where my goal is to help you end the BS cycle so you can start enjoying your job and your life and lose weight for good. To learn more about working closely with me, please visit me at karenschable.com and I'll see you next week.